United States fails to proliferate its stockpile of nuclear bombs, the barbaric Soviet Union will wipe out civilized America. We have entered a new global age. Hey, shit, you about to to keep cooking up death for the rest of us to eat. I don't need your advice when it comes to raising my son. <laughs> Welcome to Critical Blues Reviews. I'm your host, Critical. What's the word, everyone? Hope everyone is doing great. And uh, hopefully uh, you all are continue, continuing to uh, make me last by giving listener support to the podcast. And thank you, everyone, who is uh, making me last by giving listener support to the podcast. And of course, today or this evening with me, I have the most amazing... Uh, Beautiful, entertaining co-host, Nikki Lachey. How are you doing? Well, thank you. Thank you for that wonderful, wonderful introduction. I feel so special. I know. I hope everybody had a great Labor Day weekend. I was a lot going on this weekend. They said there was over 400 people died of COVID this weekend. I guess there was no mass this weekend. It was no mass, um, no mass Labor Day weekend. Did you know that? Uh, I well, I'm I'm pretty sure all these young people that's going out here doing their thing. I've seen a couple of people run around here with no masks as they as they party it up on Labor Day. Well, a couple of people, a bunch of people who passed away, so I was more than a couple. Right, you know, no, I'm talking about just the people. Yeah, yeah, of course, and people walking around barefoot. You know what I mean? So I don't think you catch COVID from your feet though. So. No, they say you. <laughs> no, they say you can. They say you can. That's why you need to spray your shoes, the back of your shoes off. I see you haven't been spraying the back of your shoe, back of your shoes. No, the I bottom of your shoes, I, I should say. No. The, the bottom, yeah. No, I don't spray the bottom of my shoes. I absolutely don't. Yeah, you're supposed to, because they say it can uh, hit the ground. Because you think about it, when people sneeze, it projects, it hits the ground, and then it stays on the ground for a certain amount of time, and you walk around barefoot in it. Now it's attached to your feet. Then you walk in the house, and you bring the COVID into your house, and all of a sudden you bring it into your bed because you don't wash your, wash your feet. So that's how that works. Okay, well, <laughs> I wash my feet before I get in the bed. Oh, Okay. I don't believe well, you. Actually, I don't. You don't really, seem like you're you the foot washing type. But well, I don't sleep. I don't sleep bare feet either. You don't? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. You usually yeah. have socks or something on my So well, is that the bottom of your onesie. socks? I have my onesie on. Yeah. And it has <laughs> feet in it. Yes, I wear it. And I keep warm and it's wonderful. What are you, like nine? Like, I'm going to get you one for Christmas. Yeah, you, that. You, ha- you haven't slept until you slept in I had onesie. A, I had a onesie when I was, I think. 11. And then you probably slept so good. You ain't slept that good since you was 11 years old. Was, I got you. What size you need? Yeah, I, you, you, you need an extra medium because you're kind of small there. I'm going to get you a onesie for Christmas. All right. That's what we're going to do is we're going <laughs> to go ahead and get into it. But before I do, I did want to say it was some information I did leave off uh, from the uh, third episode. I believe this is the, uh, the fourth. Yeah, this is the fourth episode. And the third episode was called Holy Ghost. And um, it was something I did. Uh, no, actually, I think it was the second episode. Which one was it where they, uh, was the, the Holy Ghost was when they, uh, she bought the house. No. Yeah. No, the haunt. The, no, that wasn't Holy. Yeah, Holy Ghost was when she bought the house, right? 
That was yeah. probably season. That was probably episode three. I yeah, think. episode three, right? Mm-hmm. And so, um, but it was one information that I left off because Ruby uh, mentioned that when I guess when the uh, white supremacists put bricks on the horns of the vehicles and we had it blaring outside of the uh, their house, um, the and Ruby mentioned the Trumbo Park. And are you familiar with Trumbo Park in Chicago? Mm-hmm. Right. So now in, in Trumbo Park in 1953 through 1954, what Ruby was referring to, because because she was like, it's just like Trumbo Park. Um, there was a light skinned black woman by the name of Betty Howard who was thought to be white and was allowed to move in a housing projects. And all of her, uh, you know, you know, white neighbor in a, in an all white neighborhood. And crowds of white supremacists uh, first came out in August 5th of 1953 and for weeks, like, tried to disturb Betty and Donald Howard's apartment with fireworks, rocks, and racial epithets. Now, in October, 10 additional Black families moved in after a big debate and started a new round of violence. Um, So that's uh, the information that was given. uh, That's the information that Ruby was discussing that actually really did happen in 1953, 1954. So look up Trumbull Park, um, Google it, you know, if you want to, want to get more information about it. That's one thing I like about this series, it's riddled with information. Uh, like actual facts, stuff, stuff that actually occurred. Right, yeah. right. So ready to get into it? Absolutely. Nikki All right, we're going to get into it today, this evening, tonight. We will be reviewing. Lovecraft Country, Episode 4, A History of Violence. And you know that was a, a movie, History of Violence? Mm-hmm. The dude got shot in the head and, or shot in the mouth and the face or something like that, and he was choking on his blood. Yeah, like a like, puddle of blood on the ground. And he got shot in the face, but he was still alive. But he was unconscious, and he was breathing still with some of half his face chopped, uh, blown off, but he was choking on his blood. I can't say that I recall that. Yo, I remember we used to work together. That's when... Uh, History of Violence came out because I remember Rebecca uh, with the glasses, white lady with the red hair with the glasses. She was um, she was talking about History of Violence because her son walked in on that part. So, but that I, I'm not saying that's what this movie uh, or this episode is named after a History of Violence. I just remember the movie; it just stuck out in my head. Um, but now the writers for this film, you have Wes Taylor, uh, who who actually wrote Here and Now and Billions. And uh, the log line, you notice the, the character and the director and writers are getting very shorter, the little portion. I kind of like that about that. I don't have to go <laughs> through the whole, <laughs> all the characters all the time. But no, for the log line, you have Letty and Tick both cross paths with a magical nemesis that wants sacred pages to increase her power. Letty and Tick come together with annoyance while teaming up with an irritated Montrose to retrieve those sacred pages for themselves to have a defense against powerful beings. Now you have Diana, who uh, who is um, Hippolyta's uh, daughter, and uh, Uncle George, uh, you know, their daughter, possibly Tick's sister. <laughs> but uh, uh, she's played by uh, Jada Harris. She was in Glee and The Resident. And you have uh, Captain Seamus uh, Lancaster, played by Mac Brandt. Uh, he was in Gangster Squad, Venom, and Colony. So let's go ahead and get right into it. So we start off and we see Montrose. He's going through, uh, I guess you could say it's like a version of PTSD, mm-hmm. um, where he's just having like all of these flashbacks. Um, I believe he was he drinking. I think yeah, he was drinking. The, de- the death's always drinking. He's yeah. alcoholic. Yeah. So he he was kind of just flipping out, and then uh, he set. You see him tear some pages up and set and put the pages in a wastebasket and he sets it on fire and he says, smells like Tulsa. <laughs> now, when I heard it, it sounded like he had a demonic voice when he said it. I don't know if it's just because the actor, this voice is just I deep. didn't think that it sounded... It didn't sound demonic. It was, like, it was like a deep voice, but you know, maybe it's just, you know, the actor is just how his voice is. But, because um, it sounded like he said, smells like Tulsa. You know what I mean? I'm like, wait. <laughs> so I rewound it a couple of times. I was like, hey, it voice sounds kind of demonic. But I, I don't know. I don't know. Because at first I was like, well, if that's the case, is that does that mean that that's not really Montrose? Or was it Montrose? Does he have a spirit in him? 
especially if you think about the ending, which we'll get to later. But it's mm-hmm. act at the end. But um, we start off and we saw we well, I got a chance to see uh, Nikki bopping to the music of uh, "Bitch Better Have My Money." Bitch better have my money. Yeah, I don't think it was like that. But uh, how'd it Bitch go? Better have my dun, 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 dun. This is um, um, Rihanna's "Bitch Better Have." Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like, she's uh, we see Christina weaving in and out of cars, uh, going to pay Lady a visit, which is interesting because uh, Christina wanted that payback. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, you owe me something. You know, so she came up in there, and uh, so she tries to walk inside Lady's house, and Lady uh, actually had a voodoo witch doctor. Um, or you know, I won't say a witch doctor. I, what was the uh, the appropriate name for it? That's like a white supremacist term of who the witch doctor. I forgot what the the appropriate term for what the um what the woman did that was doing voodoo. The one who had the goat. Yeah, I can't think of the, the appropriate name for it. But um, but they, she had a um uh, somebody who you know does who practices you know voodoo actually put a spell and it basically blocked christina from entering in uh letty's house and uh which happened in the episode before this episode in the holy ghost episode and we see letty or we see christina trying to add division uh with letty and tick you know she's trying to use that and you know and that's interesting i wonder if they put that in there because you know from history you know with the civil rights movement the women's rights movement a lot of the white women from the women's rights try to get black women from the civil rights to help them you know get uh, a status you know which it'll be the white women that would get a status and not even black women because black men and women were you know beneath everyone you know what i mean uh, that's how it was put so like i i felt like that was or if, even if it wasn't meant to be that I, it reminded me of that with the whole civil rights and the women's rights uh, situation where white men women were trying to get black women to join them so white women could be elevated you know and they say you know yeah you're going to get rights too but you know as black people you're not going to get the same black women aren't going to get the same rights as white women so i kind of felt like that was like a little uh uh either easter egg or just something information that i knew about and i was like wow that's interesting that kind of reminds me of you know the situation with the civil rights and the women's rights uh movement um and also um you know we also have uh the story of christina warning wanting hiram's orrery are, are you familiar with that that not. story um so you know what the or- orrery is right I don't. the orrery that's the um solar system right. um the the, the orrery is the me- uh, the mechanical model of the solar system or parts of it mm-hmm. and uh we noticed that uh Hippo- hippolyta actually has that now not to get too far ahead but uh that's what christina wanted from letty and letty didn't know what christina was talking about but um but she wasn't allowed to get it and that's when we go to hippolyta and then we meet uh diana and emmett till which uh diana called him i think it was diana hippolyta called emmett till bobo Mm-hmm. And that's actually Emmett Till's nickname is Bobo. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. And, and uh, we saw, um, I believe it was Hippolyta, Diana. And she was like, you know, go ahead. She said, me and Bobo are going to go to my house and play or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, so that that was interesting as well. And uh, uh, also you had uh, in the Southside Colored Library. Do y'all still have that library in Chicago? <laughs> No, we don't have anything called Southside Color Library. Oh, okay, just check it. Now, uh, now we go in there. That's when we see Letty. She enters the library and she's looking for Tick. And then there's a kid that wants them both to be quiet because they're pretty, they're pretty loud in there. And the kid is reading Journey to the Center of the Earth. I was trying to pause it. Yeah, <laughs> you, the book. you figured out what it was. <laughs> yeah. So, and if you think about it, that was what their journey was going to be to the center of the earth mm-hmm. later on. See right. what I'm saying? So that's why like, we got to catch this stuff, you know? So that's what the kid was reading. I wanted them to be quiet. He was reading the journey to the center of the earth. And we we're going to talk about the journey to the center of the earth that Tick, Letty, and Montrose go through. Um, now, Letty confronts Tick about trying to kill Christina and finds out he was leaving to Florida after he kills her. And then he explains to her why he couldn't or why he wasn't able to. And uh, he finds out uh, Montrose checked out all of the books that he was studying because Letty was trying to tell Montrose, I mean, excuse me, trying to tell uh, Tick, like, hey, 
you know, why don't you just talk to your father? Because I'm pretty sure that all the information you're looking up, your father has already done. Right. He was like, no, nah, I don't want to be bothered with. And so when as soon as lady leaves, because he like basically shoes off and tells her to leave, leave, leave him alone type of thing. Once she once she leaves, she was right. He looked up all the books that he was looking up. He looked, he checked the library cards. Montross's name was Montross all on the library. Was on <laughs> Montross has all the answers and he's keeping it to himself. Right. But you know, Letty's strong minded and she knows what she's talking about. She went to go find Montross so she can get the information herself. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't want to do it, then I do it for you because I, you know, she got that strong headed and she's gonna be the head of the household type of mentality that she has. And um, then he came and he called them together. And he was like, "Right, because they it went to the Denmark VC's right. bar, mm-hmm. and uh, that's when yeah, you're right, and that's when uh, Tick catches Lady and Montrose mm-hmm. talking in the back. Now, this one thing that kind of got me, um, and I think you picked up on it too. Uh, uh, something Montrose said. He said, "We already have one lodge gunning for us. Do you want the other 34? So that means there's 35 lodges in t- lodges in total, right? Well, Unless they and they was like, "How you know?" Right. And then he was kind of like kind of stunned and he was like, um I just know. I just you know, I, I don't. I'm I just don't. saying. I'm just saying. Yeah, I, I don't I really don't know. So that's proof right there that he has all the answers and he's just not sharing them. He right. knows a lot, but he's not letting them letting them in on all the stuff that he figured out. Right. And then you know, and eventually Tick leaves and uh Letty isn't stupid. And Letty was like, Hey, you're gonna have you gonna have your son chase his tail like that? And he was just like, All right, and he was like Yo, so, Letty, I hope you have family in Boston because, you know, that's where we want to head to. Right. Now, then we go to a game of hide and seek. Do you remember the game of hide and seek? Yeah. Who was I playing hide and seek? I'm talking about the... I, I know the game of hide oh, and seek. Oh, no, no, no. I was talking about the scene. No, actually, it was Christina. Remember, she was playing hide and seek with the local white kids. Oh, you're talking yeah. about Carmen San Diego. Yeah, Carmen yeah. San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, the police... Uh, picks her up because I think she really never played hide and seek before because one of the kids she like she was having a lot of fun and one of the kids asked her like hey you supposed to be hiding what are you doing and she's like playing keep away like she's like like playing football or something right she's dodging and, and playing yeah with and he was like yeah you played hide and seek before and she was like no I haven't she was all excited about it you know and then uh, to we, me I think that either she has she is not a real person which means that she was never a kid and that's why she enjoyed it so much. That's either, either. I think she just never really had a child. Uh, either that's uh, it, either either that's it, or secondly, she's uh, she's just an alien, and they just put her. <laughs> in, I mean, it's serious. It's possible, but the uh, stuff that's showing up in the movie, uh, she's either she's just a uh, an alien. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Because he do. I don't think that she's a real person that has like a real past. Either she's been that age forever, or she's never. She's she's she was just created at the actual age that she is. Oh, that's an interesting take. Cause, yeah, because I didn't read I didn't read anything from the uh, book. I haven't read the book, so you know, so everything is a guess. And that's an interesting take. And let's, we'll see if uh, it'll come true. You know, if that if that's the case. And I do think you might be touching on something just because the Hippolyta by having him. Um, uh, harem's artery. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. Again, that's the mechanical model of the solar system. So, and and the solar system had two suns, so or two stars. Right. That's what yeah. she like. That's what she she was when she was looking at it. That's what she was saying. Right. Right. Because I think we only we only call our sun a star. But we only call we only call our star a sun. So I don't know what they would call the other star. So yeah. So um yeah so uh christina ends, ends up getting picked up by the police and taken to see captain seamus lancaster now when they go to the, arrive to the police station lancaster wants to know why she's in his city unannounced and if you notice remember that i don't know if you paid attention remember uh christina was looking through the blinds was looking at something in a room and you hear like a moaning in the back room do you remember that mm-hmm. yeah so that's interesting i think we might find out what that may represent the more we uh come across lancaster to find out what was in that back room um also uh she mentioned the key to unlock the time machine is hiram's orrery and remember we saw hippolyta she said there's some type of key or something that she needed to do to get inside of the orrery and she didn't know what it was and so uh yeah so i feel like you know that's going to be interesting i think time travel may play into this so that that is going to be interesting and uh 
he also uh, says to Christina uh, he, that she's trying to take one of his lodges away from him. So, and you can tell there's some tension between the two, of course, with Christina. You know, uh, she feels some type of way because she's a woman. Like, no matter how powerful she is, even uh, Lancaster said, if you're able to get the pages, um, you won't be uh, high ranked inside of, you know, the lodge because you're a woman. You know what I'm saying? You know, and it's kind of like how white supremacy is if you think about it. It's like, you know, when you look at it, people who are studying what's going on with white supremacy, they have a lot, a lot of white women supremacists that are kind of like, hey, I want to be next to you shoulder to shoulder with you in this white supremacy game. And you have the men are like, no, we're the men and we're ahead of white supremacy. A lot of women are kind of pushing back on the white supremacist men. You have like the white supremacist women pushing back on white supremacist men because they want that same white supremacist power too. Because the only power they kind of have, which is a still a dangerous power, is the Karen power. Mm -hmm. You know, they're able to, you know, just to call police on you. Hopefully something will happen, but they want more power to kind of, you know, like, you know, kind of like, you know, uh, possibly kill, get away with, or if somebody, you know, a race soldier kills a black person, you want the power to help that uh, race soldier get off. You know what I mean? So, you know, I found that uh, that storyline kind of interesting uh, with um, Christina and Lancaster. Um, also, we uh, go back, I believe, is, is that the car shop that they go to? It's not a car shop, is it? What that, is um, it? was that where they, is that a bookstore where uh, Hippolyta Hippo, works? Not not works, but where she's always located. What, what what shop is that? It's not a car shop. I just know the car is always in there. Like they can mm -hmm. pull the car into the shop, which is interesting. But I, it seemed like I remember when George was there. I thought that was the uh, a car shop. Remember it said safe track. No, it was a green book. I guess it was the establishment for the green book because you know George and Hippolyta do the green books where mm -hmm. and okay. people and people not. If they and don't they, understand, they, what they, they threw it in the back of the the um, car place where they. So that was a car. Is that, is that a car shop? Because I don't like see that. car. That's car why parts I said safe, safe travels. But 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 Negro. that's the Green Book. Negro, <laughs> safe Negro travels. Not safe. Negro safe travels. <laughs> <laughs> but but the Green Book for those who don't know, the Green Book is uh, basically to like allow a, uh, like an atlas book where they they for. It's, it's um, like a guide stuff. yeah it's like mm -hmm. a guide for black people so they can get to uh certain locations safely actually they're supposed to be doing a, a revised version of the green book i understand for 2020. i hope they're doing it um digitally because ain't nobody gonna look at no piece of paper uh, well then you're just gonna you know gonna have to bear with it and then uh but yeah so you know I, I felt like that was that was interesting and for those who didn't know that's you know what the green book is you know it just helps black people get to a destination safely without having to deal with racism and things of that nature and uh we go to marshall field and company oh before we even get to that point i'm skipping um at that shop uh letty and tick have a comedic annoyance moment with one another um, you know, because they, they have their little backs and forth. They're both hedge fund. They both are stubborn. Letty's stubborn and Ticket's stubborn. So two stubborn people, you're going to have that back and forth with uh, people know. like that. Huh? Yes, I don't know. Uh, whatever. Anyway, so, uh, you know, so you have uh, Montrose. He invites uh, Hippolyta and Diana to come with them. And I want, well, he didn't I, really invite her, but he was like, that's her cost of what I'm going to say. Tell her no, she can't come. Right. They call it called the Woody, right? Is that? I don't know what they call it, but she was. I think they he was like, and the Hippolyta. The only reason why she came is because she know that they're hiding something. Yeah, from something's her, up. And right. she realized that it's something else with her husband's death, and she wants to know the truth. Right. That was her whole point of coming and intruding on that trip. Because if her husband was alive, she wouldn't have never come. Came, she would have stayed home and let him deal with the with that portion of it on his own. Right. But she came intentionally to find out what the hell is going on. If y'all don't tell me, then I'm going to find out on my own. And that's pretty much the mentality that she had the whole trip. Mm -hmm. And then and I she even invited somebody else. She invited... Tree. Uh, tree. <laughs> yeah, Tree. So the tree uh, jumps in front, not jumps in front of the vehicle, almost gets hit by the vehicle. And we see the interaction between Tree and Tick. 
So Tree asks for a ride. Hippolyta invites him. You know, they didn't want Tree to come, but, you know, it's Hippolyta's car. They didn't want her to come either, but she was like, it's my car, you can come. Oh, yeah, she was. She didn't even get that far. It was just like, hey, you know, I'm coming too. Hey, if somebody, if you're trying to borrow something from somebody, like a vehicle, and they say, I'm coming too, you're not going to tell them anything else. You're going to just shut the hell up. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah. So, and then we uh, go to the Marshall Field and Company. Um, now, for those who don't know about the Marshall Field and Company, uh, it is a department store in Chicago founded in the 19th century that grew into a large chain and got acquired by Macy's in 2005. Mm-hmm. And I used to work at Macy's, by the way. That's, that was the first job I got when I came to Atlanta. Really? You worked at Macy's? Yeah, I worked at Macy's. In what area? Uh, a retail. It's a retail shop. I mean, what section? Oh, um, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the men's section. Yeah. You, you was just in the mid section, you, like you went in the perfume section or the shoe section or no, no, it was urban, urban, section. urban men's. Yeah, like Sean John. I was like urban men's type thing. You urban men's. Yeah. You look like an urban men's. Like whatever. <laughs> but I remember Marshall Fields. They had the big. Oh, you do remember? Hmm? They had the green back. Marshall Fields ain't that long ago. That it, it wasn't that long ago now. Shit. I mean, I say about 10, 10 years or so because there was still a Marshall Fields. Um, downtown Chicago in 2000. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, Mar- they used to have the green bags. They got the big green bags, just like Macy's except their bags were green. Oh, okay. But yeah, Marshall Fields it was this upscale department store. Oh, okay. Okay. And uh, yeah, no, it was Marshall Fields here too. There was. It I know about. It? I know about Marshalls. No, but I don't know if Marshall not, Fields. That's that's Marshall different, Fields two different is stores, like right? Mac- It's like Macy's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So, but but it's nothing but because you know about Marshalls, right? Yeah, Marshalls is a, is a discount store. Oh, okay. Like okay. TJ Maxx. Right, 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 right. No, it wrong. wasn't like that. It was more like a Dillers, <laughs> um, like a like a Macy's. It was more upscale. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so the story with that is, you know, Ruby, you know, if, if we if you've been watching uh, the series so far, you know, Ruby really wanted to get a job in that store, mm-hmm. and she even talked to her sister uh, Letty about it, and because uh, she was saying that only you know I think one black person could work in that store, or whatever. And well, what, what it is is she just felt like they weren't going to hire her because she needed to have more experience. So she was working on doing things to build up her resume before she can actually, Ruby. yeah, Ruby, Ruby before mm-hmm. she can actually apply. So okay. whenever she talks, she's like, oh, yeah, I want to do this so I can put it on my resume so then I can finally apply for Marshall Fields and be considered. But then when she finally, finally went down there, she seen that they had already hired a black person. They had just hired a black person the day before and she missed out on the opportunity while she's trying to do all of this to prepare to actually apply. She should have just went to apply. So she kind of felt like she missed out on her opportunity. Right. Which I feel like she missed out too. She should just went ahead and applied. Well, she blamed it on her sister for some reason. That's she blamed it on her sister way. because she she moved in with her sister and her sister, her and her sister was supposed to do the boarding house thing and she gave up on her opportunity to go downtown and apply because she did this for her sister thinking that they were going to have a, a better relationship as well as run a business t- together when um, t- come to find out she felt like her sister just played her again. But, but my thing is for the board, why, why not, you can still stay in the boarding house and but still work at... Um, still work at Marshall Fields and company, Yeah, right? she, she sure can, but her sister was telling her, you don't want to work at Marshall Fields, you want to do here, you want to do this with me. Let's oh, do this okay. together. Okay, okay. So she came, she, she kind of let her sister come in and, and twist her, her, world, her whole little world around and and she could have applied for the job and she felt like it maybe she would have she would have gotten it but now that they have one black person there she felt like there's no way that they're gonna hire two black people right right and you know you could tell that she didn't want to be cold toward the black girl you know like she was happy that she had the job well she um, was happy that they had a black person working there no no i'm not so i'm talking about the black girl was happy that she had the job right, she was happy. but hippolyta was happy well i guess that. that marshall fields was that ideal position you wanted yeah, to be they, in that upscale marshall fields environment with your fancy clothes on speaking to rich people with your um jewelry on and whatnot it was just like that look it's kind of like in their mind working at marshall fields is like you you know you you up there with the celebrities you bumping shoulders with rich people mm. and, and maybe they have to accept you um even though you're black because you work in marshall fields right. you're part of the team that was the that that was i guess that was the thing that, the, the place to work at was the marshall right fields. right 
uh was there a place to work at when you were growing up i know the mall when i was coming up the mall was a big thing working in the mall yeah and every, uh, when you were a teenage years that's what yeah. you always you want to go to the mall or you want to go to the movie theater that's oh yeah movie theater, those that's are the funny. places the job that you want want to work at my first job i worked at checkers I, I hated checkers. I hated working at checkers. I have, I love working at checkers. It was it was fun to me. I worked on the high side. I was the fastest person on that board making those those sandwiches. You gotta let me see. You have to do um, two rounds of ketchup, one round of mussel, three pickles not touching. You do one onion. You get your one tomato and your lettuce. You put it on top. And that's that's how you make a checkers burger. They told us they said if you drop a burger on the ground, because usually what I do is like if you like you drop like because it's, it's uh it's frozen, so the burger might slide off the grill mm -hmm. onto the ground and you throw it away. They said every time that uh, you throw a burger away, that's a dollar out of your paycheck. So what do you think the person did? They picked it up and put it back on the grill. Yep, yeah. <laughs> that's why I hate checkers. Anyway, uh, I don't know about that. We ain't never do that. But what we did do is the burgers that used to break apart. Um, we used to just use them for chili because we had oh, chili. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah, they did that. We did that, that, yeah, did that did for that chili. Yeah, and then uh, we're gonna go. Then we go to the museum. And uh, wait, wait, wait a minute, you just cut me off. I was still talking. Oh, I'm sorry. You're just so rude. I, I, I thought we, I thought we finished with oh. checkers. I was asking you. I was gonna ask oh, you okay. what was your first job. My first job was uh, Kroger. No, actually, my first job ever was I worked as security on, I was like, I was, had to be like, uh, what? I was in the 10th grade and I was in ninth or 10th grade and I was working security on, on Savannah State University campus. I think you was gonna be scared of your little ass. <laughs> 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 I think they had your little ass hey, security fuck. Talk about, calm yeah, down. What you gonna do? Calm down. All I did was count tickets. <laughs> I put the tickets together numerically and watched the stories. That's it. And there was that another security right. guard who kept falling asleep and he kept drooling. I would count his drips with his drool. Because <laughs> it was just, you just sat there. All I did was count the tickets. And when I was done, I was done. Yeah, it was fun, though. You know, you hear about the stories of, you know, people on campus acting wild and stuff. And you know, later on, I eventually, you know, uh, years later, I eventually went to uh, Savannah State University myself. I, I didn't get the, uh, I didn't go for that position again. I could have gotten it, but I didn't go for it. But um, so are you, are you finished with the. I am. You can carry on. Oh, wonderful. You're very welcome. So uh, then also we go back to the museum. And uh, what do you think about uh, this line? Oh, Lenny, uh, Nikki, I got something to ask you. Mm -hmm. You know why they call me tree, right? <laughs> Most men have two legs. <laughs> I got tree. She said, she said uh, you shouldn't have to tell me that because I should already know because we moved around when we was in high school, remember? Right. <laughs> he got busted in that line. <laughs> <laughs> But then, uh, then uh, just to kind of give you an idea, because we kind of go to the um, uh, to the planetarium where I, I guess it's called a planetarium. We get to look at the stars and all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. Ever been to a planetarium? Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. So you get to look at the stars, and that's what Hippolyta was telling Diana. She was saying, you know, that she named the comet uh, Hera's uh, chariot. Now, for those who don't know, because it's a lot of Greek mythology between Diana. And Hippolyta and even uh, Hera's chariot, the uh, comet that she named. Now, Hera is the goddess of women, marriage, family, and the childbirth in ancient Greek religion and myth. Uh, one of the 12 Olympians and the sister and wife of Zeus. She is the daughter of the, Titan, the Titans Cronus and Rhea. Now, um, Hera's, uh, Hera's uh, uh, chariot was uh, pulled by peacocks. Yeah, that was like their thing. And Hippolyta or Hippolyte uh, was a daughter of Ares and Etrera, queen of the Amazons and a sister of Antiope and Melanip. Now, Diana, you probably, if you all are DC fans, might get this. Uh, Diana is the daughter of Hippolyta and Hercules. And Hippolyta trained Diana as a warrior in her own quiet form of revenge. Now, you know, Diana is Wonder Woman in the DC universe, but uh, Diana is Hippolyta's daughter. If, uh, you know, that's Uncle George's wife and Uncle George's daughter. And uh, it's interesting how they all have a connection, even with Hippolyta trying to name the comet uh, Hera's uh, chariot. 
And uh, that's when uh, Hippolyta, you know, reveals to her daughter that uh, she named the comet uh, Hera's Chariot, but the credit was given to Nancy Studebaker, uh, a white woman, because of uh, white people had access to technology and her information got there before Hippolyta's information to name the uh, the comet. And and they didn't want a little black child to be the be the, the well, I guess the the symbol of the new star written. Um, they wanted it to be a little white girl, not a little black girl. Right. The right. base of the new name. Right. The Hippolyta, that name just sounds so weird and it gotta mean something. Well, you know, no, I, just, I just said what the meaning was. What was it? No, so, uh, no, she was the daughter, it's a Greek uh, mythology, but she was the daughter of Ares and Etrera. Okay. She was queen of the Amazons and the sister of uh, Antiope and uh, Melanin. Okay, because that name, they well, not choose the, that name for something. Now, not a meaning, I don't know. You what don't run into is. no Hippolyta. Right. <laughs> you, right. You can't, you know, Hippolyta Jenkins out there, or no Hippolyta Pittman. I ain't had no Hippolyta in my classroom. That name gotta mean something. <laughs> But also, but in the book, uh, I did uh, come across where they didn't name the comet. She actually named Pluto. So that's the difference within the book with that. Um, Now, I didn't read the book, so don't worry. I won't be going back and forth with the differences because I haven't read the book yet. But certain information I did come across. Um, And also, Tree, uh, we go back to the, uh, you know, to the, well, we're still, actually, we're still in the museum. But uh, Tree insinuates that Montrose might be gay. You know, mm. uh, which is Tick's father, because uh, Montrose and the bar, the barkeep or the owner, the owner of the bar that's in uh, Denmark Vesey's bar, the owner of Denmark Vesey's bar, uh, the de- owner of Denmark Vesey's bar is gay. And so the uh, tree was saying that who is the bouncer of that bar was saying that uh, they hang out a lot. You know what I mean? That those two hang out a lot. He's trying to get in actually it seemed like he was trying to get into Tick's head because he was a little upset that Tick told uh Letty that he lied on Letty's uh you know <laughs> on Letty's uh vagina and that he you know he was tussling with that back in the day and so he kind of felt some type of way so he was trying to get in Tick's head and he felt like he hit a nerve finally even like after he said that to Tick because Tick was kind of ignoring him the whole time he always ignores uh Tree so I definitely want to see what their childhood was like back in the day mm-hmm. but um right so then uh so yeah so after that then we go uh into hiding and playing sight uh where the vault that they were looking for that they were uh scoping out is actually right there in the middle of the museum. And so uh, Montrose actually knew the security guard. So the security guard was gonna allow them to come back and um, you know do what they needed to do. And so uh, then we go into Christina into William. So yeah, so I'm starting to think that Christina and William might be the same person as how they acted. Oh, you, know? you mean the um carmen san diego yeah carmen san diego yeah um so yeah so that, that's kind of interesting um and then uh they could be they could be the same person and just like how we change clothes they just change bodies right i think it's a might be a spell but she's 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 like a wizard or a witch she's a witch yeah a female wizard is a witch and a male witch is a wizard mm-hmm. so yeah so she you know since she's a witch you know what i mean i feel like she could do that because we've never seen william and Christina in the same place at all. Mm-hmm. You know, even though when they were mentioned, they kind of like, kind of like. They're supposed to be brother and sister? No, they, 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 they didn't. They didn't. She didn't. Well, William didn't. Either William or Christina, they didn't say anything mm-hmm. that they were related. They mm-hmm. just kind of made it, you know, like, like they, they were acquaintances. You know what I mean? Well, like when she came home from when she came home and she went in the house when the police officers or somebody was following her then he came outside and was like she don't like to be followed right i have a date right yeah, that's when he, yeah that's when he beats up the uh, police officers yeah, that were following him officer. yeah because lancaster actually sent sent them to uh spy on christina and they end up getting william and getting their butts kicked by william getting their butts kicked by william and then we go to the museum back to the museum the break-in night and that's where it gets a little indie indie from this point when i mean a little indie kind of gets a little indiana jones indiana jones ish 
Yeah. Or even Scorpio King. Scorpion King. Remember the Scorpion King? Uh, uh, the Mummy. Uh -huh. And then uh, 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 also the Golden Child, which we'll talk about later. So uh, you have the three tunnels. They get down there. They notice the three tunnels, which I'm thinking the others might lead to other cities, other states. Maybe a I different planet. To, to be completely honest, I think the tunnels will lead to the same exact spot that they're in now. Why? Because because it's them. Because they're supposed to. I feel like it's like it's like destined. So it mm. don't matter wherever you're going to go, the end result is going to be the same. I think that's what, to me, I that's I don't think I'm so. Thinking. Because they had to remember it was something that they read. They had yeah, they had, to, they had to read, but who's the, we don't know if that was the right tunnel that they went to. Would it, would it have been easier if he took the other two tunnels? To me, I think that it didn't even matter what tunnel that they were going to take it was going to be the end result because we don't necessarily know if that was the right or the wrong tunnel that they went to because they kept on running into all of these obstacles and if it was a if it was the right tunnel tunnel you would think that they wouldn't run into any obstacles they'll just it'll be a straight shot but they kept running into all these booby traps but I think they ran into all the booby traps because every tunnel was the same. Well, the reason why I disagree with that, the other tunnels, their tunnel had a, a lamp that was waiting. The rest of the tunnels didn't have a lamp. Like, it was like, you could tell that other people have gone down the other tunnels before, and but we don't know what happened to them because the lamp never came back to be placed on top of the little hook. The only uh, tunnel that they went down, I think, that's when um, Tick grabbed the lamp uh -huh. and then he went down that little exit way. But, you know, we, 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 we'll see later on. I mean, right at this point, we're just uh, both just guessing. So, um, and also uh, uh, Letty, uh, she gets the map. Of course, she doesn't listen. But her not listening skill always helps out. You know what I mean? To a certain degree. Like, like her not listening hasn't hindered the group yet. Her it always not listening actually, actually kind of helps. Yeah, that's what because I mean. Yeah, she 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 turned into an asset then because what she knows what she needs to do and she knows how to get stuff taken care of and the job done and she does it. Right, right. So I like that about Letty. She that's that she reminds me of myself when she does that stuff. You don't, don't like to listen. Not that she don't like to listen. But she knows what she's doing and she handles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Says the person who goes down the waterfall backwards on the kayak. Sound like a hater because that spoke just like a person who fell off the kayak kayak about four or five times. It was twice. It was more than twice. Anyway, I so, almost drowned. You didn't lost the boat. <laughs> you didn't lost the paddles. <laughs> I got a little white kids like your friend down there has your paddle. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so anyway, then we go back to Denmark VC's bar, and that's when we see Ruby. Who, uh, who's singing? She kind of sounds like Sister Rosetta Thorpe. Uh, you know, for those who don't know who Sister Rosetta Thorpe is, she's like one of the first people to break out on electric guitar. Like she's a gospel singer, and she always has an electric guitar. She's considered the god godmother of rock and roll. I would say she's the grandmother of rock and roll because the king of rock and roll, she inspired him. I'm not talking about Elvis either. So. Uh, uh, but yeah, so you have uh, Ruby, uh, she meets uh, William, and that's who William said he has a date with. And then uh, that's when she reveals, uh, you know, kind of kind of like trying to feel him out because he buys her a drink or whatever, and you know, tries to get into his head to see, you know, what's, what's, what's going on. And then we uh, get back to the museum, and then that's when we see Letty uh, ticking in Montrose, they come across a plank, across a uh, a dark pit, and this is the journey to the center of the earth. You know <laughs> what I mean? So uh, then that's when they tie a rope around Letty, and that's when um, it's revealed because Letty was worried about the rope, and it's revealed that the knot that uh, Tick uh, is placed on Letty is what uh, he learned from his father Montrose, which Montrose. Uh, into Jackson lets her know that everything's going to be okay. Like I taught him how to tie this knot, and um, and uh, from that, you know, he learned from his father. His father learned from that father, and that father, all the way up to a slave ancestor. And the story behind the slave ancestor ancestor was uh, he was in charge of all the horses 
and he made sure that the horses didn't run away because if the horses ran away he wouldn't get beat and his grandfather well that is great 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 grandfather i don't know how many generations up but never got any lashes when he became a free man during uh i believe during um uh, uh juneteenth you know so you know so juneteenth uh you know that's why i celebrated the freedom of slaves and uh which is weird. Like I didn't learn about Juneteenth until my adult years. What about you? Yeah. So like that's you know. And, and I didn't learn about it to my adult years, like well into my um late thirties. Right. And it's interesting how they just you know they hide certain things from you. That's why I feel like with black people, or you gotta not, not you gotta learn your own it. stuff. They just don't. No, they see hit the, it. They no, don't they see hit the it. The value in um letting us learn teaching us about our history so i don't i wouldn't say that they're hidden it's hidden it's It's hidden it's hidden they don't they don't all the information i told you about black about the black people you found out about you did not learn in public school and you went to a majority black school like you just probably see your first white person since you came to atlanta right shut up (laughs) (laughs) when did you first see your first white person i i met my first well i saw him i ain't gonna say i met him but i met my first white I met seeing my first white person in real life. I think I was in like sixth or seventh grade, and my sister took me downtown, and I was like, "Wow, these are white people." <laughs> so, and, <laughs> and, I, and, I, and just I, like they look on TV, and, I, and you know, and it's it's because that where where you live in a predominantly black community, you're not exposed to a lot of stuff. You know, they want you to stay in your area, so you have like your your uh, grocery stores and you have your shopping areas so you're not exposed to the whole world so it's kind of like segregation still exists in in certain areas because in your area it's just black people and the crazy thing is i've only heard that from people from chicago that says they haven't really seen a white person until like either like later on like teenage years or like in light in person, mm-hmm. you know, teenage years or you know, even because adults. It's really segregated. They kept you in your area. You had your black schools. You had your black grocery stores. You had your black um, malls. And they're all black owned. I, I don't. I don't know if they're black owned, but okay. these are majority just in your neighborhood, neighborhood. and it's it's ran by you. You see black people there working there, but you don't really see anybody outside of your your um, race in your neighborhood and so if you if you stay in the neighborhood that's all you're gonna see and if you if you're not exposed to those things then that's what you get you get your first person of a different race when you leave your neighborhood or you leave your and and it's the same for like even in the hospitality industry we run into these people from indonesia and you know all of these us these other uh, nationalities and they come here and this is their first time seeing black people uh, I, I work with this young lady who was from indonesia and she um <laughs> and she was like oh my god I, oh I, you are so nice you're all so unlike um anybody else whom i whom um uh you're unlike you're not what i expected because you're not a nigger no she said you're not what i expected <laughs> because when we when i learn about black people is from what i see on tv yeah most people do yeah yeah, yeah. and when we see when and so when they when she met her first black person she thought that all black women have bad attitudes um all black women um could sing and she actually, saw all black women were athletic that was just her yeah, idea to, to you sung for and, <laughs> yeah. then, and, then, and then uh but yeah that's the interesting because one of my podcasts i did actually before this one released later on that's a mac talk about richie mac i did a podcast with he said that you know when he went he travels the world and when he went to a different uh country the first thing he you know was stereotyped from what they saw on television and what they put right. on TV. and the same thing for black men yeah so um she was saying that she thought that all black men was rapists and gangbangers and they wanted to do her harm but when she actually met us we were totally different from what she expected all right i mean that's what's put out that's what white media puts out there you know what i mean so but um also you know uh you have the back to the the the, uh series of episode um, we have Letty who comes across a booby trap sickle. Uh, that's where he gets a little Indiana Jones or a, <laughs> a golden booby child. Trap sickle. What, that's, that's a nice uh, description. Or yeah. Something. <laughs> so, so that's basically like when they're walking across, she's walking across the plank and there's like a sickle that's going back and forth like a pendulum. It swings okay. back and forth like a pendulum. It's pendulum or pendulum? It's, it's like it's percolating, it's percolating back and forth. That's what it's doing. It's isolating. It's tap for the percolate. 
Anyway, uh, it's percolating. We, back got, we, 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 we wasted time. <laughs> you know, this thing gonna cut off on us in a minute. So, uh, anyway, we uh, that's when uh, they're trying to get away, and the the actually the, the booby trap, the plank starts to disappear, and so uh, that's when uh, Montrose uh, has to jump over like the the opening to jump onto the disappearing plank. And I don't know, man. I we we I hope I'm never put in that position where I gotta jump. And I hope I'm never put in a position where I got to grab somebody and I'm on the plank and they're going to jump into me because I don't think I can hold us up like that because that, you're, you're talking about you're on a plank and the person jumps and their weight mm-hmm. is going to push you like mm-hmm. I think you know oh man that, that was you scary got, you won't have that adrenaline and you ain't got no choice because either way because if you drop you the bag either, right you either don't if you don't jump you won't that's die it. if you do over. jump you won't die <laughs> you know that's the end that's the, that's the Mario Brothers no extra man on that one so uh so yeah so then then we go to the end of the uh plank and that's when uh uh earlier on montrose came across uh something out of his book um it's called adam named eve fucked god brought forth monsters monsters devoured god well monsters devoured god smite eve and so that's what the uh combination was for them to get inside the door Mm. and that's when we get a jesse owens uh I won't say Easter egg, but a Jesse Owens mentioned where Montrose, like, you know, Je- Jesse Owens ain't got shit on me. I think that's what I put it. <laughs> but, uh, you know, and also um, we have uh, the high tide, the moon shall rise. That's why the water was rising because of the, the, the moon. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so then we go back, excuse me, we go back to Denmark VC's bar and we find out uh, Ruby uh, was talking to William only, um, about how only one black person out of a hundred white people in that store uh, can work. Like you only can have one black person. You can't have two. It was one out of three hundred. Oh, I thought she said one hundred. Oh, okay. I think it was three hundred. Oh, okay. um, so, uh, so I thought that was you know, and, and she was just you know saying you know if I had your skin, I can be able to, uh, um, I can be able to uh, do certain things, and you know, and I can you know be if I had your shoes, I can advance you know in life and you know just that the other and so uh eventually ruby you know she basically says nothing's gonna go down but ruby eventually fucks william and they have weird gutter sex (laughs) (laughs) weird gutter sex i I call it gutter sex because that you know because that's what they say you have um you know certain situations where you have black women that will like like have gutter sex with white men you know what i mean like 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 be out in public, you know, be out in public, you know what I'm saying? This kind of just be out in the open or just do like this weird things like gutter sex right then was like they drinking each other's blood. Like that ain't normal. You know what I'm saying? That's gutter sex. That drinking each other's sex. blood. That's, that's, that's sexy. That's not sexy. <laughs> that's it's gutter sex, man. She cut her hand and you drinking the blood off her hand. That shit ain't cute. Yeah, that shit is not sex. That's gutter sex. I don't, I don't know if I would call it gutter sex. <laughs> but uh but yeah so um but yeah so you, you had that situation and you know I, I would call it more like fetish fetish sex that, that, that's gutter sex gutter sex is a form of fetish sex oh okay you know what I'm saying like the chick from uh that was in the was it in the house with L Cool J uh-huh. and she got yeah. caught out there uh well I think it was either her or somebody else but I think it was the girl from L Cool J got caught out there in the open having sex in the car in the broad daylight in California it was like in LA and I guess um like that's the well, white the residents called the, the police from, on them. Um, from the LA show, she in Atlanta. She's uh, uh, addicted to um, she wasn't. They, they, they found out was a while ago. I think she eventually came back, oh, and, okay. but she had like a, a you know, white dude that was fucking her. And she the one that got arrested. Mm-hmm. White dude didn't get arrested for having gutter sex, but she got arrested for having gutter sex. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. Anyway, uh, so then you know you had that situation. I like how everything kind of veers off into real life racial situation you know what i'm saying uh you know and and then i don't know i was starting to get mbw vibes you know what i'm saying from ruby if you don't know what it is look it up but uh and then we go back to the cave and then we see george gave montrose the order of ancient dawn by laws now that's was something that he mentioned to uh tick because tick asked him like you know how do you know so much how did you know about the uh adam named eve fuck god brought forth monsters monsters devoured god smite eve like how'd you know about that and so 
he let him know that he got the book and he destroyed the book and he rememberized you know the whole book um also um he let him know that i destroyed the book to protect my family um they also uh came across their neighborhood's dead bodies while in the water and so that was kind of weird and then they came across the elevator that was in lady's home mm-hmm. so you know that's where it got real interesting so then they eventually made it to the vault you know after the argument because uh tick wanted uh montrose and lady to go back you know go up the elevator to be safe and lady was like hey man you know montrose was kidnapped and i died you know what i'm saying like don't act like this is about right. you it's not just about you we going through this stuff just like us and you can't you can't um guard us or try to protect us from it because we've already living in it and we dealt with it right and so now they uh, go to the vault and uh that's when tick they find an arm that's actually inside of the lock or you know i guess for the combination or whatever and it's the arm that's been ripped off severed and so they get the arm out and Tick sticks his arm in. And of course, Tick has the uh, the ring uh, on his finger when he sticks it in. But I think it's the blood. The blood opens the vault. I, and... I think it was the blood too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was the blood. And he had the right blood for the blood right. to open. Right. So yeah. that's why that's why I always said that that's the that they were destined to be there, no matter what tunnel that they no, went to they going in out so how come the, the guy same. whose arm was that was stuck in the door how come he didn't get through because he didn't have the right blood but he was destined to be there that's why he didn't make it but that's the thing they weren't destined to be there it was just we by chance. See. i think it's gonna be he's gonna be destined okay and so now the uh and then we go inside the vault a ladder drops down and then like kind of like an attic type thing a ladder drops from the attic then you, you see the different uh, dead tribes that were in the attic. Um, I think there were the, uh, uh, what do you call it? Arawak or, 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 or tribe. Um, because what they happen, what happens is they come across uh, a dead body or, or a, um, a mummified body and it's holding the secret scrolls or holding the... Um, the the information the the papers or whatever that i was talking about earlier and uh that's when we see i believe it was uh tick that grabbed the paper and then the body came to life it started becoming more mm, current yeah, or whatever started telling the story right and then we find out that you know her name or uh i think it was a hermaphrodite we don't hear about hermaphrodites yeah, anymore it was a hermaphrodite a hermaphrodite or hermaphrodite hermaphrodite we don't hear about them anymore. I guess the transgenders just took their role. <laughs> you don't hear nothing. Because about. hermaphrodite is an actual medical condition, and nobody's going to talk about their medical condition. No, I'm just but saying. But the thing though, about but, it is, from my understanding, it is when they're born, they they, they have two. two they uh, have they have both, but the the, the the parent can decide yeah. what they want to be, what they want the child to be, a boy or a girl. Um, based on what parts that they have, right? But or she, they'll wait till they get a little bit older and let them make the decision. I think I saw a series about a family decided to let the kid have both, and then once they get to a certain age, let the kid make the decision of what they want to do. Mm-hmm. The kid end up wanting to keep keep both organs. All right. Because yeah, that's yeah, I, yeah. I, you know, that's different because you know, but you know. Well, I, yeah, that's, that's why yeah. you don't hear about it because you don't know no hermaphrodites. You got to be part of the hermaphrodite community. Uh, is there a community? I'm sure it is. Uh, they're not loud like the transgenders. <laughs> they are not loud <laughs> no, like the transgenders. They're tra- not loud like the transgenders. <laughs> because again, this is a medical condition. So they not- well, is, is it transgender supposed to be a medical? No. No. Transgender. You feel like you. That's, that's no, gender you're placed, identity. That's, but you're in a different body, but right? But that, that's not a medical condition. That's just gender identity. You, you feel like. But you're in the wrong body. That means like that you're not in the right body. So therefore, you need to be it's placed not a in the right. Physical you need to, thing. Yeah. It's a medical condition because you got to get your body changed to fit how you feel on you the inside. You don't have to get your body changed. They choose oh. to do it. Oh. A hermaphrodite is you. That's a medical condition where you're born with both organs. So it's not like you feel like a woman. Well, it, I guess it is. Yeah. Mentally, mentally inside, it, it's the same thing. Physically, know. it's not. They got, they got pushed to the side. <laughs> That's interesting. But I'm sure they have a community. Uh, it's probably like, so. I just and they probably have a name other than a mathodite. I'm sure That's they true. got another name for it that we don't know about yeah, because right. we're not part of that community. And we don't have a mathodite. Why can't they be part of the LGBTQ? Because they don't find they They're not hey. gay or lesbian. Well, they have two, but it's okay. Oh, All right. yeah, they, All right. they don't they don't let that define them. They're they're who they are. Oh, okay. And I and I'm I'm assuming that if they have both both of the organs, 
probably only one of them would work to full capacity. Oh, I, no, I really don't. I would but, assume. But the, ooh, I can't ooh, imagine ooh. having an erect penis and having ovaries that leak every month. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but but who, who we're referring to is uh, Yahima, um, Yahima Mara Kote. Um, that's uh, the person who came back to life. And she kind of identifies with a woman because she's more. Um, she spirit. said, "She said, I'm woman and man. Yeah, she, I have two spirits." Oh right. So I guess because what spirit that we saw was a woman because she had long hair. Oh man, men wear their hair long. Look and at the she had a very feminine voice. And Look at Michael Jackson. She had long hair. She had very feminine voice, and she was dressed as a woman and not as a man. So we were. You got we, I think we were embarking on the female. Bird, you can't, you can't, you see that, 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 that's, uh, oh, what's, what's the word they said? That, that's problematic. <laughs> that's problematic. That you was can't the female say that. spirit that we embodied. <laughs> that's problematic. You can't say that. <laughs> anyway, I'm the best route. Uh, so, uh, then you have the, uh, like I said, the Arwak, Arwak tribe. And, uh, and for those who don't know, uh, it's a group of indigenous people of South America and of the Caribbean, specifically the Arawak, uh, has been applied uh, various uh, times to the Locano of South America and the Tayano, uh, who historically lived in the Great Antilles and North Northern Lesser uh, Antilles in the Caribbean. So I think she was a, a part of that tribe. And she talked about how Titus promised uh, uh, Yahima to reunite her with her family if she uh, deciphered the uh, codes or the words and uh, what he ended up doing was he killed her family and imprisoned her in the same uh, place that her family was as they died and uh, she wanted to help uh, so Montrose takes the pages and uh, she didn't want to help excuse me and Montrose takes the pages and flees uh, from the water because the glass started to break and the water rushed the, the ironic part of that is although she didn't want to help them they wanted to help her and they saved her right right and uh and also the kiss leads uh to a loud screech in the elevator because also before that part um lady went out to get the uh, one of the got the scroll of the paper the sacred papers and uh she got it and they were all underwater did you hold your breath while you were no. I always do that when everybody's underwater I always hold my breath to see, see if how I long can... you just man, you hold I... it for a long time man I was like <gasps> yeah I was trying to see how long I can hold it you, you know and so you uh... <laughs> funny anyway uh, Diana uh, in the Woody uh, Diana wonders about Tick and how they made it back to Chicago and Hippolyta is like nah something's wrong and Hippolyta and uh, uh, Diana takes out the um uh, the, one of the green books and one of the maps, and it led to what was it, the county name? Was it De, not Damon County? What was it? Devon. Devon, yeah, Devon County. And uh, and so what ended up happening was Hippolyta uh, got questioned. You know, like where did you where did you get that from? That's what Hippolyta was questioning Diana. Where did you get that from? And she was like, I got it from the glove compartment. And so Hippolyta looks at it. I think she pulls over, and she turns the car around. So I think we're gonna. Go on a, a, a voyage with Hippolyta about the uh, to get answers for Uncle George. Now everybody's saying this fifth episode is supposed to be really good. It's supposed to be really good because um, everybody was saying that everything drops after the first episode and it's going to pick up on the fifth episode. So we'll see. And then we go back to Lady's home, and that's when uh, she turns into a siren to speak um, because Titus placed a spell on her. So every time she speaks, it'll be like a ringing noise if she leaves the uh, vault. And uh, Tick and Montrose have a father's and father son moment, and then Montrose slits, um, uh, uh, slits the yeah, Amaphrodite's next. The thing about it is, we've never really, yeah, it's never really explained why. I guess we're gonna find that on the next episode of why he he felt like that person needed to die. Go ahead. We got four minutes for you to guess. Guess why? Guess why? Mm-hmm. Got four minutes, so you can't make a long winded. I can't guess because I don't know why. Oh, you've been guessing everything else up until this point. Well, at that, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think about that portion of it. I just was gonna wait to see what happened. Well, I, I think it's just that certain answers 
that doesn't. But then the thing is, I know Tick said that we have, we have to teach her in English. But the thing is, every time she speaks, it's gonna be like a siren call, right. you know. And I, you know, it could be a mercy kill to be like, hey, you know, you don't even belong in this time. Or, or the fact that he just tried whatever they're whatever they're beginning or whatever they're embarked on, he wants it to stop. He just wants to act like he just want to cut off the whole situation, the whole existence of this second world. So that could be it too. Because if he don't tell his son anything, and if he kill this person, then the son is just going to be left to live his life and to move on. And that's what he wants them to do is move on. Well, even the son is not going to do that. He, well, we know he's not going to do that, but he thinks that this is going to make his son not want to do that and not want to continue the search that he's, that he's doing. All right. Okay. Well, that was it. That was our uh, review on the Lovecraft Country Episode 4, A History of Violence. So, uh, yeah, um, would you, oh, so any, uh, I, well, I didn't do any likes. I don't have any likes for this one. You didn't like nothing about it. I, no, I liked it. I like, I like, I liked it. Um, I guess we could just go into the rating. I just didn't do any likes okay. and dislikes. Well, my rating, I gave it eight disappearing bridges. Okay. Eight disappearing. What if I give it eight and a half disappearing planks? Cause there's no bridges <laughs> in the movie. There's no bridges in the movie, so I was gonna do disappearing planks, you know. No, I, I, I'm not gonna do that. Uh, I'm gonna give it because I did, I did like the show, um, but we're uh, short on time, so I'm gonna give it eight and a half, uh, uh, two legs, and I got three. Treat. Eight and a half, two legs. What? I got eight and a half, two legs, eight and a half, two legs, and the third one is a Anyway, I, I kind of messed that one up. Uh, <laughs> I kind of messed that one up. Uh, but no, I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna give it. I, got, I know what I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it eight and a half Hiram's Orries. Good job. Yeah, that's what Good I'm gonna All by yourself. All by myself. Good job. Sorry, we don't have any likes on this one. Uh, I, I like most of, of most of it. I like the series. Period. But yeah, but um, this is it, and uh, thank you all. And uh, I'm Critical at Critical Blues Reviews. And I are... am Nikki Lachey, Nikki LB1 on Instagram. Check me out. Yep, on Instagram, I'm Critical Blues Reviews with a K. On uh, uh, Facebook, I'm Critical Blue with a K. And on um, uh, what's that? Twitter, Critical Blue with a K. K is in King. All right. All right, you all be safe and uh, wear your mask. Don't be an ass. Wear a mask. I like that. Don't be an ass. Never mind. <laughs> all right, y'all. Y'all take it easy. Bye.